You're listening to the ABC Music Talk podcast, and I'm your host, Alex Branson. This episode is part of the Basics category. We'll take a look at one of the new ways labels and their artists can talk directly to their fans via chat marketing. But first, a reminder to go rotor your videos. Rotor is for artists, managers, labels, or anyone in the music industry who, create, who needs to create video content for promotion or monetization. Rotor makes it fast, easy, and inexpensive to do all of that in one place. Head to www.abcmusic.co and click the Rota logo on the homepage to access a 10% off discount for the service. Now, this episode is brought to you by the incredible team at IM Pop, and more specifically, the UK face of the company, Harry Willis. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I'm conscious that this could end up being a little bit like an advertorial. Uh, but uh, I love a company, and it's my podcast, so I guess we get to do whatever we want. Can do right? whatever we want. <laughs> that, that's yeah. kind of how I feel about it. That's what we're going to do. So I'm not sure if you've listened to uh, the show much, but uh, I, because it's not aimed at you, um, it's aimed at people coming into the music industry for the first time. Um, and uh, what I normally do is I ask for sort of like the, the backstory. But with you, if I can ask first of all, I do want, I do want that. Yeah. Uh, can you give me the, the elevator pitch? To pop, pop, or I am pop. Uh, what are you yeah, calling it? These pop, pop now. Yeah. Um, okay. Rebrand. Yeah. Well, pop is a very difficult word to SEO. So it really <laughs> is. I am pop for a while. Yeah. But now we're switching to buy pop. Um, so we're yeah we're opening up to a lot of different verticals. So it's going to be kind of music by pop and commerce by pop and Got all that kind of stuff. Um, You've ruined one of my questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, come one on. step ahead. It's, it's, okay. it's all good. Yeah. So the elevator pitch. The elevator pitch. Well, basically. To start with, there's a big shift happening from public sharing, so traditional news feeds, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, Facebook, sharing things in public forums, down to messaging apps. Well, Mark Zuckerberg listed it's actually groups, it's ephemeral stories, uh, and it's messaging apps, and we, we focus on the, on the latter with Facebook Messenger particularly, um, and later on also WhatsApp, Instagram. Sure. Other messaging and, and all the other messaging apps that dominate my life. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. The different ways with which people can now contact you is insane. Uh, but of course, uh, direct, isn't it? Yes. Um, but so, okay. So, how did you get involved in the company? I mean, are you from the music industry particularly? Um, I've always loved music, mm-hmm. and I've always loved tech. It's a good start, by the way. Which is a good start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, when I was much younger, all I wanted to get into was the music industry. Right. And as I was trying to get in. I just kept getting diverted into these tech jobs and tech startups and all these mm-hmm. things. So um, I did an internship at, um, at Bad Life, um, Russ Crank's label. And yeah, so I did some kind of management assistant stuff and some PR assistant stuff. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I went on to um, Heard It, which was a geolocation music app. So it was kind of way I think of it as like the real precursor to Pokemon Go and those kind of things. Right, okay. It was a, it was blending. Um, was it was it augmented augmented reality? It was almost. It was like it was Google Maps combined with SoundCloud, so you could mm-hmm. share music on Maps, basically. And I thought I'd go and give that a try, and spent some time there, and then yeah, from there moved on to another music startup, basically um, called Tradio. Uh, that was a Portuguese company, and that's where, yeah, that was my kind of main first big role in the music and yeah. monetization world. That was a bit like Patreon and SoundCloud um, kind of merged. And then, yeah, at the end of the cycle of that platform, um, 
funnily enough, I ended up actually just seeing on Facebook that um, yeah. that there was, that was there was this role available. Oh, wow. um, from yeah, it was Paul Benny from Dummy. Shout out to Paul. Right. And uh, yeah, he said Tim Heineke, the founder of Pop, is looking for someone to do sales and artist acquisition and bring people onto this new music platform. Chatbots were really new then. That was in two thousand and when was that? Beginning of two thousand seventeen. So the API on Messenger had just been open for like two or three months. They built this really bare bones version of a really simple newsletter in Messenger. Right. Um, and so I came on and basically have just handled all the um, business development, partnership stuff, bringing on artists from like 10 million fans in their fan base, like Armin Van Buren, all the way down to like people starting out in their bedrooms. Yeah. Um, we basically just saw that no one was reaching their audience on the newsfeed anymore. Um, it is rubbish. Yeah. Algorithms. Yeah. Well, it, it's a natural thing. You have more and more content being shared between more and more people connecting, mm -hmm. more and more people liking pages. And then on top of that, you have obviously Facebook wanting to make ad revenue. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the pages that you follow or that you like, in the first place, that was marketed as like a page, the stuff's going to show on your newsfeed. Yeah. And obviously as that just accumulates, it's just not possible to show that amount of content to people when right. companies like Vice are pumping out 50 articles a day. Yeah, of course. Um, so newsfeed reach drops, everyone was looking for another way. So we started to think, okay, funnel your audience into a messaging app and you have a completely different relationship. You have a one-on-one -on -one connection with the fan. And if there is a release, that fan wants to receive it not just 2% of the fans that you would get on the feed, mm. but actually everyone, if they're a solid fan of yours, yeah. they need a way to receive this stuff. So for the longest time, Messenger was the best way to do that. Yeah, right. You, you mentioned uh, a phrase, chatbots, and I seem mm. to remember that being like the old, the idea of the bot was kind of how it was presented originally. Yeah. And you don't talk about that anymore, do you? It's kind of a bit of a dirty word. Yeah, well, over the last three years, the word bot got banded around all sorts of different meanings. There was, on Twitter, there was the bots which were influencing the elections, which were automating conversations. There was the chatbot that you deal with if you were on Amazon trying to do a customer services kind of situation. Um, and then we were also in that space where we were using the same technology that bots were, but we were ultimately treating them as a way to broadcast an update out to people. Yeah. Um, so that uses a lot of the same technology that chatbots do, but everyone jumped on the idea of setting up big personalized chatbots. So when we were first pitching Pop back in, uh, yeah, in 2017, we walked into Warner, we walked into Sony, everywhere. And we said, this is the technology, this is what you can do. We advise you keep it very simple. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, great, amazing. A lot of them then went away, had internal discussions and bought a team of 20 people in and designed this insanely massive virtual personality in Messenger. Um, the reality was they were very often kind of underwhelming to use, mm -hmm. easy to break. Yeah. And the more conversational you get with things, the higher people's expectations were. Mm -hmm. And the more they want to break it, yeah. immediately they break it. Um, so we were always in this battle of 
saying this is what you can do, but let's just try and strip it down and just focus on attention. Yeah. The attention's in private. On social, your stuff can grow. It can go viral. But when it comes to actually reaching people on a retention basis, it's uh, it's very challenging. Yeah, very good. Um, you mentioned founder there, Tim Heineken, who has yeah. literally the best name ever. And yes. on a Friday, I won't lie, I'm a bit thirsty now. It's actually Heineken. Oh, is it? On the end. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> He's going to come after you. <laughs> oh, does he not like that? <laughs> I, I, I think it's all right. It's, uh, he always seems quite relaxed yeah. about it. I'm sure I've called him that many times. Um, so... Uh, so is this just for, for music marketing? You've already alluded to this, but th- mm. this was this was kind of because I I work in the music industry, therefore yeah. my only exposure to it has been around music. That's yeah. where it started. Yeah. Right. Um, but I did notice well, whilst doing my research, because I do try and do research for nice. these shows. Yeah. As, as, little, good. as little as of evidence as yeah. ever is, yeah. I actually do try. So um I guess that's fairly natural. I mean it's marketing, mm. right? There's customers for all sorts of things. So where have you yeah. kind of focused after music? Um well, we realized basically that these newsfeed algorithm issues were facing everyone with an audience online. So whether you are a comedian trying to reach your audience directly. A podcaster. A, a podcaster, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah you should be doing it. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, quite literally anyone. Yeah. Um, the reason we focused on music to start with, Tim had a background in music. He hired me. I had a background in kind of music and tech. Mm-hmm. So very naturally, a lot of our contact base was music. And we saw that music was a vertical in which people had really invested in growing their number of likes on their Mm -hmm. page, um, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook, and um, were really then struggling to reach those people. Um, Now what we're starting to see is very often a lot of the most forward-thinking digital marketers are people in things like e-commerce, events, travel, where you have these kind of recurring sales that you need to reach. In the music industry, it's very cyclical. You might have two or three releases a year. And very often, I think one of the biggest mistakes is people aren't focusing on audience retention throughout those. They're not thinking, okay, what can we be sharing on a monthly basis to keep people engaged? How can we be collecting their email addresses? What other touch points can we reach people on? It's much more, okay, we've got a single coming out in May. What should we start doing in March? How can we build up to it? And then the single happens and then they just switch off and focus on another campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas e-commerce stores, for example, they're constantly adding new products. They're constantly looking to upsell people, constantly looking to remarket to people who have come to their store before. Um, So that's a space where a lot of the latest messenger tools can be used in a really powerful way. Yeah. Um, Travel, similar thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's such such high value that you can afford to invest in those those kind of tools. Yeah, very cool. That, that's exciting. That's mm. exciting. Um, so I saw, I saw a phrase on on your public facing website uh, which said the the future is private. Now I, I like that language. You yeah. know, I mean, especially around all that sort of Cambridge Analytica and mm. whatever. Yeah. Um, so just kind of um, so if, I mean, for me, I, I guess the 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 idea about the messenger communication method is that it's very personal mm. and so therefore it is private i mean i presume that was kind of what you were getting at but right um yeah the future is private is actually a statement directly from mark zuckerberg ah, um okay I so <laughs> yes well a lot of people did but essentially essentially what happened so there's the story of the newsfeed algorithms that we mm-hmm. were talking about before um but facebook has also had 
somewhat of a very public PR nightmare with mm-hmm. the Cambridge Analytica stuff that you mentioned, with fake news, with just the way that newsfeed algorithms work. They favor engagement, whether it's good or bad engagement. Yeah. And if you start engaging one time with a piece of content, very often that kind of content is shown to you again mm-hmm. and again. And if you engage with it again, you get these echo chamber effects. Yep. Excuse me. Um, and so, yeah, they have had to make a huge pivot as a company. And it's really important to remember that Facebook is not just the Facebook platform that we've all known since 2006. Um, it's Instagram and it's WhatsApp as well. Um, but yeah, Mark Zuckerberg has just stated that they are now shifting their focus towards the more private sides of the network. So um, that involves Facebook groups. So they're trying to get a lot more people talking in closed communities. Um, so less viral content there, more just joining particular groups of things that you're interested in and communicating with like-minded people. Um, stories. A lot of people don't realize that they've already made the shift from public to private sharing. If you talk to people about how they use Instagram now, most people are just using stories for their day-to-day sharing. Mm -hmm. Maybe once every now and again, you share a particularly important life moment. I got engaged or whatever it might be to the public feed, but everyone shifted to stories and the direct messaging that comes from a story. So that's the kind of private side. I see. Um, And then on the messenger side, personalization is nice. It gives you the feeling of a personal connection. Um, But it's not necessarily that that makes it private. It's just the fact that this is a one-on-one channel between you and the the business, which Mm -hmm. is happening. No one else can see it apart from you. Whereas before, these kind of things were happening on a Facebook public post. You might have a conversation back and forth with a brand but it's there for everyone to see, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, so is it, and this is all part of, there's a sort of a, a phrase I saw a lot, a chat marketing loop that you kind of talk yeah. about and you would sort of illustrate. And that, yeah. I guess that's kind of what you're getting at. Can you just kind of uh, explain a little bit more about yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, the idea with the chat marketing loop is kind of how these different channels play off one another. Mm-hmm. So the way that that might look is you might run an advert on the newsfeed make it to an audience of people. So in our case, we are a chat marketing platform. Let's use you as an example. You're a podcast. Um, You might make an audience on the Facebook ads manager saying, I want to target people interested in the music industry age, I don't know, 18 to 30. Um, That ad you could run directly into Facebook Messenger if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. So people come in there. Um, Most people, when they run ads run them into a landing page. So that, that's a place where you share information about, in your case, the podcast. You might say, leave your email below for more info. Um, we see the chat interface as a much more powerful version of the landing page. So you funnel people into chat, and then it can ask them in a conversational manner, hi, could you tell us how old you are? Could you tell us um, what particular sector of the music industry are you interested in? Is it record labels? publishing is it whatever yeah um also would you mind leaving your email so that would be like the first stage Mm -hmm. so you've collected some data off those people Mm -hmm. um you can then export that audience as a um, facebook custom audience with the psids 
So what that means is you could, let's say a thousand people have said they are interested in music PR. Um, you could take those people out, put them back into the Facebook ads platform and run an ad saying, hey, are you interested in music PR? Mm -hmm. You should listen to my podcast. And you run a lookalike audience of similar people to them. Um, so there you can see the kind of cyclical yeah, nature yeah, right. of it, that it can keep feeding itself. And then, yeah, you're gathering email addresses, you're gathering data about these people. Um, and then also a little bit outside of that, if you want to suddenly send them all an update, you can send them a sponsored message through the Facebook ads platform, which comes through as a direct message to them. And it says, uh, hey, okay. really special edition of the podcast that I think you're really going to like. Um, there you go. And then open rates on those kind of messages are like 94%. Wow. So that's pretty good. Isn't so it? that's the, that's the loop. And then once that wheel's spinning, yeah, it should drive your uh, return on ad spend. Yes, sure. Up. Um, and then you're also growing an audience who you can retarget. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not very good. I, cause I was, uh, as, as you know, I was talking to um, Harry from uh, Tyler education mm. and he was, uh, and I was asking him for tips cause obviously he's talking to kind of the audience that I intended this podcast for. Yeah. And one of the things I was sort of suggesting was, you know, making sure that there is a good kind of feedback loop with the people that are listening to the podcast. And so I immediately was like, That's true. huh, yeah. maybe, maybe I should give uh, pop a go. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to do that. Definitely, I am actually going to implement it. So I'm going to ask for help. <laughs> that's the that's the other thing about. So if you're if you're running a landing page, yeah, people these listeners land on the landing page and they might just kind of look at the information. Yeah, if you run the same ads into chat, what it means is that you've got hundreds of conversations open in your Facebook inbox. So if anyone does have a question, mm -hmm. they can just ask you, and you can be replying to those people. Right. Um, which is a completely different dynamic to here's a landing page and here's an email address if you have a question, but people just don't bother with that. Course, There's yeah. such a steep drop off. They certainly think twice about it because yeah. well, one, they've got to move to a different application. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But running ads from Facebook into Facebook, mm -hmm. from the newsfeed into a chat app, yeah. Facebook naturally favors. Um, so the sound that's keep, good. keeps you in their ecosystem. Exactly. That's kind of the thing, right? The one. Um, so one, um, one of my favorite things about um, these, uh, uh, you know, the product that you've built is the the idea around geotargeting. Because, mm. um, you know, a large part of the problem for any artist is to sort of rise above the noise. Yeah. Um, but if you can then be quite sp specific about, you know, what you're telling mm. somebody like, I mean, the show, you know, venue is, 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 is obviously tied to a geography normally yeah uh, unless it's floating in the air or something i don't know um but, so uh have you got any sort of top tips for like using your products around geotargeting have you seen that kind of work best um so as soon as someone clicks through to you on messenger if you have pop attached we basically take all the public data that's available from their facebook id mm -hmm. so this stuff is pretty basic but when it comes to um when it comes to location, it's really interesting. So you can you can segment people by the uh, native language of their Facebook account. Um, now that in itself is quite wide ranging, but for for example, if you split between English speaking US and English speaking UK, that's two very different geographies and audiences. I can never understand my American friends. <laughs> yeah, it's another language, isn't it? And I tell them that, so I'm yeah. not saying anything's difficult. Yeah, but, uh, but if you add a um, if you then add time zone as well, which is another thing on the Facebook uh, public data, okay. you can slice up a map 
really nicely without actually having to explicitly ask people for location. Yeah. So you can make what appears like just a very educated guess on where someone is. Mm-hmm. And you could send them a message saying, hey, we noticed you're in the New York area just by using those kind of splits. Wow. That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's just it's stuff you just couldn't do before. Um, so one thing I, I kind of I feel about these things is that there's a kind of a balance to be struck, and correct me if I'm wrong, between the automation versus the sort of the manual, mm. I guess like running a campaign or something or, yeah. or an initiative or, or whatever it is that you're kind of going to use it for. Yeah. Um, because of course there is that wonderful advantage of some automation because it means that well, you can scale better your communications, however that might look. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how, how, do, how do you kind of recommend people do that best? I guess it depends on how they're going to use it, right? But um, is there, is, there, is there sort of like, if, you, if they were setting up for the first time, is there like do's and don'ts like don't get too crazy with it like don't try and automate everything yeah well one of the keys is um and this comes with just doing it but it's just understanding how people act in messaging apps messaging apps is it's a channel that people have used for the last 10 years or 15 Mm -hmm. years to speak to their friends so if you ask a question and it's coming from their favorite artist or whatever they're very likely to respond because these are the super fans who are engaging. Um, so it's all about guiding people through very simple narratives, just trying to think of exactly what you're looking to achieve. Hey, first name, I noticed that you were interested in tickets for show X. Just so you know, we're running a competition. All you need to do is you leave your email address below. Um, would that be okay with you? If so, type your email address below and press enter, for example. Right really really simple mm. you've someone's come from the newsfeed they've seen a post about your competition they've clicked through it's taking them into messenger you've asked for the email address and then you can later export that it's like working out exactly what the campaign's going to be what the target is and just that the main pitfall is people in the music industry it makes sense people are creative people want if their artist is a particularly exciting one mm. they want to do something really cool and they most people's idea of something really cool in Messenger is let's try and simulate a human conversation and we'll make this amazing HAL kind of um, AI. But yeah. yeah. And uh, very often the actual coolest thing you can do is just give people content or stuff that they want directly yeah. on this quite novel channel, which we've usually used just to talk to our mates. Yeah, sure. Um, it's different enough. Yeah, it's different yeah. enough already. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, so I saw something on, on LinkedIn and I, I threatened to ask you about it. Oh, wow. uh, I don't know if you saw my comment. Um, but yeah, so this comment to messenger feature, uh, yeah. talk to me about that. That looks yeah. pretty awesome. It's a, it's a rule which we've designed, which you can apply directly to a Facebook post. Mm-hmm. And what it does is when people comment beneath the Facebook post, you can automatically send them a direct message on Facebook Messenger. Oh, wow. Um, Now, this can be a catch-all, so it can catch all comments and send people stuff. Or it can be, it can just detect a particular keyword if commented and then send people something special. So the way, we've done this with Turno recently, a drum and bass DJ on Red Light. Um, he had a um, bootleg of Faithless Insomnia 
and it was a picture of him and it was a video that he posted of him playing this super heavy drum and bass remix of that track um, in front of a huge festival crowd and it just basically said hey everyone if you want the mp3 of this just comment below no one else has got it everyone comments below and uh, just saying send it to me give it to me I want it and the great thing about it is because Facebook decides how viral a post goes based on a certain number of um, certain number of things. Likes is down at like number eight. Comments is up at number two, just yeah. behind shares. Yeah. So um, that post actually ended up reaching ninety percent of his entire Facebook audience, Goodness. and it could go way further than that. Yeah. Um, it's all all just about the hook there. But when people were so when people comment. They were automatically then DM'd. So that someone pulls out their phone and yeah. says, Messenger, uh, Turner's just sent you a message. And you go, well, oh, that's cool. Open it and it says, hey, I've got this MP3 for you. All you need to do is just share your email address. Um, and then underneath that, it said, would you mind sharing your phone number? If you don't want to, you can just press skip. Um, but it's just for future communications. And then under that, we transfer link just to go and uh, grab the track. But that as a... That's like the prime example of how to use Messenger. Yeah, sure. Campaign focused. This is not like a newsletter. It's not a chatbot. It's none of that. It's just funnel people from the place designed for virality, mm-hmm. which is the newsfeed. Yeah. Let's trigger that as much as we can and then funnel people into Messenger and collect as much data as we can uh, whilst also giving them a really cool little experience in the middle. Amazing. And I, I didn't write this question down. Oh, no, I did actually. Um, I was, I was going to ask you about... Um, that is actually my next question. There you go. I actually do plan this quite well, it seems. Um, this, the, the whole sort of idea of opting in to use it, GDPR mm. and kind of all that kind of stuff. I mean, is, is that, how complicated is that with, with the product that you've built? Because obviously you were just describing something that at least on the surface feels like anyone could have come in and done something without kind of necessarily mm. being signed up to the, the messenger. Yeah. Um, since all of the scandal of what happened with Facebook came mm. down ago, Facebook kind of almost ironically now are one of the safest places to do any of these kind of campaigns because their policies have been so radically yeah, updated right, since right. then. Um, when someone lands in Messenger, it doesn't just immediately start chatting to them. There is a big blue button that says get started and there's some terms and conditions above it basically saying by pressing get started, you are agreeing to receive messages X, Y, and Z and we will also take your public data, all that kind of stuff. And that's just stock messenger copy. Um, So everything that happens from there on has been opted in for by pressing that get started button Mm -hmm. in a similar way to a tick box for joining an email list or something when you purchase some tickets. when it comes to email collection, things like that, um, that's always on the third party using it as to how how they go about things. Um, but to be GDPR compliant, people have to just understand that if that fan requests that, hey, Turner, I don't want to be on your email newsletter anymore. Yeah, you got to take. You just have a yeah, you have a uh, duty to. To take them off and also on the messenger side we built in a lot of opt-out methods because people aren't familiar necessarily with how to opt out of something on messenger it's not a it, there's a no unsubscribe link at the bottom of the email is um there? no but 
on Messenger, we just built as many of those into the platform as possible. Right. So at the bottom, you can actually unsubscribe oh, nice. if you want to. You can also, all the, all the pre-made behavior from the SMS days, we basically built in just for fun. So if you type in stop, no worries, you're now unsubscribed. If you type in no more messages, unsubscribe, type in unsubscribe. Guess what? Unsubscribe. I mean, genius. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. So we were like, let's just try and cover as many bases to awesome. keep as many fans as happy as possible. So don't run a campaign that uses the word stop. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> not going to work. Top tip. Yeah. Um, that's very good. Um, so I am going to try and use it. And actually, one of the things I've noticed is that you, you have a sort of an introductory 100 user free thing. So yeah. anyone who's listening to this that wants to give it a go, you absolutely can without having to commit your hard-earned dollars or pounds yeah. or euros anything. Or, or anything really. Yeah. Um, actually, so languages-wise, just, I don't know, how does it cope with um, that? Or is that kind of more reliant on the user themselves understanding the language? Um, um, yeah, it's... Because Facebook's pretty global, right? Facebook's global. On a Facebook page, you can actually set up lots of mirror pages in different languages if you want. Um, on Messenger, I tend to advise, unless you're a huge flagship artist, it's probably best just for a return on investment of your time. Just uh, have things just in one language. Yeah. If you want to, you can set up different button menus and you can guide people through different Messenger flows just based on if they click a Spanish flag or an English flag, for example. Oh, Some nice. people are doing that. Yeah, um, of course, there's that nice visual component to it, isn't yeah. Otherwise, if you wanted to, you could also split things up via the native language um, on the Facebook ID. But yeah, yeah it's not, not really a, a huge concern for most most clients. Yeah, no, very good. Um, well, I'm pretty much at the end. I am curious, though, what, what's the sort of your favorite use case um, of, of, the, of the platform that you've seen? I mean, or is it the one that you just mentioned? The, the yeah, basic, I think the, the Tano one was really cool. I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds like such a good application for it. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. that was a really good one. Um, also, we worked with Frank Carter as well. Oh, so cool. that was a nice campaign where they kept things super mysterious, which is what I'd always hoped we were going to be able to roll out something like that. Yeah. And it was just like a really mysterious image of kind of nothing in particular and it just said at the top for first access messenger link and that was it and people were all commenting underneath saying what the hell's going on oh my god and people were all clicking through and as soon as you got into the messenger channel um it just had i think it was like it's like frank carter's feet in like an alleyway and it was just like the countdown has begun or something. And people were just like, oh, my God. And people trying to piece together all the clues and stuff like that. It was oh, really yeah. simple stuff. Um, and one that we ran with Wombats was actually really nice as well. Um, they did their, um, for their Ali Pali show, which was their kind of biggest flagship headline show mm-hmm. they'd done. Um, on the backdrop, uh, I think it was while the support band was playing, it basically said, connect with us on messenger um and you can vote for the tracks that we play in our encore um so everyone was there and then they basically went into a a messenger flow where you could just with a few different buttons just basically vote for which tracks you wanted to hear the really smart thing oh no and then before that what they had done was um on the ticket purchase it said if you also want to opt in for some recommendations before the show just click here so people click through after they bought tickets and on the day 
they sent through a little digest of basically a, a guide for the for the show. Mm-hmm. So it says the gig tonight's at Ali Pali. Can't wait to see you. Here's a picture of us in the empty venue. Just wanted to let you know the best pub to go and grab a pint in beforehand is here. Mm-hmm. Take your mates along. If you want to check out the support band, here's a link to listen to them on the way. Oh, that's so it's good. like a really nice little guide. So and good. It's super altruistic. It's really just a great way to treat the people who are coming yeah, to your biggest show. But then you get the whole flip side of it that you actually know who those people were. It's not just a list of emails that you have via Ticketmaster or whoever done your tickets. It's actually in-depth information on gender, native language, uh, some interest stuff, what their favorite song was even. And then you can kind of super serve those people. Next time you come to doing a show in a similar area, you could hit them up with a sponsor message. Um, That was really smart. So trying to template that and do that with more artists. And especially, I think if you're small, um, if you're doing small shows, uh, I don't know, a few thousand people, that way of treating people in that really special way. I know Dice do that really well. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I went to see Bombay Bicycle Club recently and they did the same thing, but via email. But it's like really nice just to receive that thing as a fan, especially when it comes straight from the artist. It's cool. well, I mean, that, that is the thing. It does feel quite personal. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know whether fans necessarily genuinely think that the artist is actually messaging them, right? Yeah. You know, but, Some do. But, but, but it's, yeah. well, I guess it depends on how well you do it. Yeah. But, um, but regardless, it feels like you're part of a, a, a very uh, select set of people that, yeah. are, uh, that have found their way to this communication. Yeah, special it, access. And it's like, because it's just private and it's just happening between you and them. Yeah. That just and that the the effect of that and the magic of that might have rubbed off in a few years' time if more people are doing it. Mm-hmm. But right now, it just feels so different to seeing something on the Facebook feed where loads of other people are seeing it and commenting and sharing. Yeah, it's just coming. It, it, it feels like an advert at that point, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. No, it's it's really interesting. Um, so I don't know whether you can talk about anything that's coming up, but have you got any uh, new features that you're working on that you want you're able to share with us? Um, Custom Fields is one that we've just launched. Okay. So I mentioned already that you could collect email addresses and phone numbers and mm-hmm. things like that. With Custom Fields, you can just collect anything. Right, um, okay. So like Instagram handles, that type of stuff. Yeah, it could be Instagram handles. Um, and could also be things as crude as like, what's your T-shirt size or what's your favorite T-shirt color? Yeah, yeah. Is it red or green? And then, whereas before, you'd have hundreds of conversations in your Facebook inbox and you could have gone through and been like, okay, we've got another red person, we've got another green person, another yeah. red. Now it will just be that could save into the back end. You could export it. Um, we're also integrating with lots of CRM platforms through mm-hmm. uh, Zapier. So that will mean that you can feed a lot of that data in real time just back into Salesforce or HubSpot or whatever you use for an artist's CRM. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you run an email campaign to gather people's emails, it's just being stored directly into there instead of it being a kind of manual export process. I mean, that, that feels like the sort of good application for technology, mm-hmm. right? Doing some of the admin work for you. Exactly. Because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, and I, I, I feel like I mentioned this on every single episode of this podcast, <laughs> but I, did, I didn't, it, I guess it's relevant, right? I did an interview with an artist um, called Scott Diaz, and he, um, I asked him at one point, what would you do? What would you have to do as an independent uh, DIY artist 
if you're putting a record out tomorrow and he kind of listed all the things that he had to do and the list was just it felt endless you know he, he and uh so i guess any of these tools that actually make that easier yeah. is a win yeah. right <laughs> and that's also been something that has been a bit of a challenge because people have seen messenger and thought well that's just another thing to think about mm -hmm. i can't be bothered um but in reality yeah we're seeing it as quite the opposite it's actually the amount of automatic things you can do in there mm -hmm. just to gain results that normally would take just such huge amounts of work on the newsfeed you can garner massive results very quickly yeah. on messenger and then yeah hopefully with these little bits it just means that yeah all of the kind of secondary admin stuff that you have to do to support it hopefully within the next month or two it should be all hooked in and more automated yeah awesome that's wicked um Thank you very much, man. That was super interesting. I, I, I feel like I learned a lot more about it and I am going to try and implement it for, for this little podcast thing that I do. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so expect lots of late night calls of me going, I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> so uh, to my listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, as ever, I welcome all feedback, comments and suggestions for future shows. My Twitter handle is at Alex Branson. Just put podcast DM in a message and I'll follow you back or head to the website, which is www abcmusic.co and you will find a contacts page where you can email me from and soon you will be able to send me a direct message nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to have to build that into the end of these podcasts coming then. to messenger soon Yeah, yeah. Com coming to messenger soon <laughs> very good, thank you very much once thank again you. thanks Alex, cheers nice one.